You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database of the Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, it is Chalmoid Sukkot. In the previous two Haftarah Shirim, we discussed the Haftarahs for the first two days of Sukkot, that is the regular first day of Sukkot, and then the second day of Sukkot in Chutzlaretz in Gullus, where it has its own Haftarah, its own piece of Navi that we read after Kriyasa Torah. This is as opposed to an Eretz Yisrael, where you only have one Haftarah for the first days of Sukkot. And of course, before the week is over, we'll be doing the Haftarahs for, these, for the second days of Sukkot, the last two days, um, as it were. We have Shemini Atzeres, and then a separate Haftarah for Simchas Torah here in Chutz Laaretz and Galas. That is, as opposed to Eretz Yisrael, where Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah are the same day um, in Chutz Laaretz. And of course, for Bnei Chutz Laaretz in Eretz Yisrael, there are two different Haftarahs for those two different days, which we will discuss, Be'ez Ras Hashem. But before we do, I wanted to actually turn our attention to a Haftarah that we will not be reading this year, in the year Tav Shin Pei Dal 5784. Um, that is the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholomoed Sokas. And of course, the reason we are not going to be reading this Haftarah this year is because this year there is no Shabbos Cholomoed Sokas, which is also why this year Kohelis, which is normally read on Shabbos Cholomoed Sokas, is going to be read on Shmini Atzeres. But for the purpose of Shleimus, um, and for this series, I wanted to cover the Haftarah for Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkot, which brings me to my next point, that we are actually winding down to the very end of this series. I believe that we have completed every other possible Haftarah that can be read um, throughout the year, or throughout any given year. Um, we've addressed every single Haftarah, um, and the only ones remaining are that of Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkot, Shemini Atzeres, and Simchas Torah. Of course, if it's possible that I missed some out, and if I did, you could reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. That is, of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or if you believe that I missed out any of the Haftaras. Of course, that's also the place to reach out to me if you want to give a sponsorship or if... You would like to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you could find links to every uploaded Sheer and links to Sheer that I repost due to their relevance. Um, but in the meantime, let's uh, turn our attention to the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoid Sukkot, which comes to us from Sefer Yechezkel, Perek Lamed Ches. That's 38 in Yechezkel, Pasuk Yud Ches. Um, that's 18. So 38, 18, and going all the way to Perek Lamed Tes, Pasuk Tes Zion, 39, 16. So again, that's 38, 18, going to 39, 16, as I dedicate this shir, Lili Nishmas Inim Rasi, Chai Rachel Bas David Tzvi, Harini Kabras Meshkavar, Harnesham Shedhaven Aliyah. So of course, although as I mentioned, this Haftarah will not be read this year, but you can keep this Haftarah shir in your back pocket for a future year. Um, you could always return to it um, before the next time that we read it. But hopefully the next time we read it, it'll be after the events that are described in this Haftarah will have already occurred and completed and concluded. And that is because they are, in a certain sense, frightening and they are a little bit apocalyptic, but they are also exciting in the sense that they are very much related to the coming Geula, as they are a continuation of that which we discussed in the Haftarah for the first day of Sukkot. And um, that was the Haftarah that was taken from Sefer Yechezkel, which was discussing um, the battle of Gog Magog. That is the war to end all wars. Gog is some or some reference to some king of the of the nations of the world, and Magog presumably refers to the place where he resides. And in this final war, in this final battle, um, it seems that Kleistra will be defeating Gog Magog. Um, to whatever that actually refers to, whatever that will look like, whoever it actually is, whatever it means, 
but on the art scroll, Machser already points out that Gogumagog is a big theme in the Haftaras of Sukkis for the first day and for Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkis. As we mentioned, the Haftara for the second day of Sukkis and Chutzlaretz discussed a completely different topic, the topic of Shlomo HaMelech's building of the Beis HaMikdash, the very first one, a theme that we will also be returning to later um, in the penultimate shear of this series. Um, for Shemini Atzeres, we'll be discussing that again. But before we return to the Beis HaMikdash, we're going to be returning to the Battle of Gogu Magog. As the vision, which was alluded to in Sefer Yechezkel, sorry, in Sefer Zechariah, which we discussed previously, so that's elaborated on in more depth in this Haftarah um, for Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkis. Again, in this one, not from Zechariah, this one is from Sefer Yechezkel, which discusses the very same battle. Now, before we truly get to be able to understand the significance of this Haftarah and its connection to Shabbos Chalamoid Sukkot, which seems to be almost a random pairing of themes, right? Shabbos Chalamoid Sukkot. Um, what, what possibly can be the most appropriate Haftarah to highlight the themes of Shabbos Chalamoid Sukkot? The, the only connection that's cited by the art scroll Machzer is that Gogu Magog is apparently going to be a battle that will take place in Tishrei and will culminate in Sukkot that we saw in the very first Haftarah um, for Sukkot, which actually explicitly references Sukkot. Right there, it says that at the end of Gogumagog, all the survivors of the nations of the world are going to come to celebrate Sukkot. But we do not find any explicit connections to Sukkot in our Haftarah for Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkot. So that leads us to try to understand what exactly is this Haftarah doing? Is it just you know, recycling messages from the first day of Sukkot? So we have to discuss that. But again, I think before we discuss that, um, it would be appropriate to actually return to a, an old Haftarah from earlier in the series, earlier in the year, and that is the Haftarah for Shabbos Chalamoid Pesach. Now, why is it that I'm returning us to Chag Hamatzos to discuss a Haftarah from then? I believe there are actually three important reasons why we would do that. One, in order to understand what we would try to highlight in Shabbos Chalamoid of any of any holiday, well, the, the best option would be maybe to just look back at the other only Shabbos Chalamoid that you can have, right? The only other Shabbos Chalamoid is Shabbos Chalamoid Pesach, and there are only two holidays where we have a Chalamoid after all. Those are Pesach and Sukkot. And I know that there's a Rambam that says that the period of Sfiras Omer between Pesach and Shavuos is also like uh, is like Chalamoid. And there are some who say that the Aser Simeit Shuvah in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is also like a Chalamoid. But in the traditional standard sense of the word Chalamoid, we only have a Chalamoid on Pesach and we have one on Sukkot. And as we'll see shortly, this is not the only connection between um, Pesach and Sukkot, but be that as it may for now, there are only two possible Shabbos Chalamoids. Those are Pesach and Sukkot. That's reason number one why I'm inclined to look back to the Haftarah for uh, for um, Shabbos Chalamoid Pesach. Um, now, the second reason, which I believe is a more fundamental, more intrinsic reason to look back at that Haftarah, is that if we do look at that Haftarah, which is a Haftarah that, again, we spoke about earlier in the year, we had, we were Zohar to a Shabbos Chalamoid Pesach, even though at the moment of this recording, as I mentioned, we will not be Zohar to a Shabbos Chalamoid Sukkot, but we did look at that Haftarah earlier, which was the famous Haftarah known as dry bones, the Atzmos, the Atzmos Yveshos, the dry bones. And if you look at that Haftarah, so that Haftarah, if you look at the exact location of that Haftarah, where it's placed in Navi, we will see 
that it is the chapter, the very preceding chapter, before the Haftarah that we're about to look at right now. That is, that the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Pesach comes from none other than Sefer Yechezkel, Parak Lamed Zion, 37 in Yechezkel. And once again, our Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Sukkot comes from Yechezkel, Parak Lamed Ches, 38 in Yechezkel. Meaning the very next chapter from the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Pesach is in fact the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Sukkot. Now, as it happens, there happens to be one intervening Haftarah in between them. That is because the Haftarah for Parshas Svayigash, which we also discussed earlier this year, which in its own right has some interesting connections to Pesach, which we discussed already, so you can go back and listen to that share if you would like. Um, but there happens to be that one Haftarah in between the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoed Pesach and the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoed Sokos. But be that as it may, the two Haftaras are one chapter away from each other, the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoy Pesach and the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoy Tzokos, which leads me to believe that there is perhaps a connection of sorts, that there is maybe a lead-in of sorts between Shabbos Cholmoy Pesach, which is at one end of the year, the beginning of the year, Nisan, and it goes into the Haftarah on the other, the complete other side of the calendar for Sukkot, which in its own right is also the beginning of the year, Tishrei. They're both really in the middle of the month, right? Tesvav, Tesvav is when we have Pesach and Sukkot beginning, Tesvav Nisan, Tesvav Tishrei. Of course, these Haftaras are only on the Shabbos Cholamoid following the beginning of those holidays. But the connections here are only beginning. So the question is, what are these two different visions of Yechezkel Hanavi, Yechezkel Ben Buzi, as he has a vision of the dry bones in the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Pesach, and then he has a separate vision of Gog of Magog here at Shabbos Cholmoyed Sukkot. So we'll hold on to that for just a little bit, as I believe reason number three for looking at the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Pesach as a reference point for understanding the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoyed Sukkot, um, reason number three will be the culmination of it all. So, what do I mean? So, if you think about what the Haftarah for Pesach actually was, I referenced that earlier it was the dry bones, but what exactly was the vision of the dry bones? So, um, in, in perhaps in two words, if we could summarize the Haftarah for Shabbos Chalmoed Pesach, I would say, I could say it in three words, I would say, revival of the dead. Right, that is what the vision of, of, of Atzamos Yveshos is about. Yechezkel, he's sitting at, at um, you know, he's, he's, he's sitting in a, in a valley um, by a river, and in this particular um, nevuah, he sees these lifeless bones, and Hashem um, does this wonder before his very eyes. He says, do you think I could bring them to life? And, and Yechezkel says, you know, you could do whatever you want. And eventually Hashem starts to put skin onto the bones and he puts flesh onto the bones and the bones do not, um, do not move or anything like that until Hashem blows a ruach back into them and Hashem is Mechaya Mason before Yechezkel's eyes. And Hashem says this is exactly what's going to be of Klal Yisrael. Um, they, they are going to be restored from death to life. Um, and this, this vision, of course, is true on many levels. It might be true in a spiritual sense, but more fundamentally, 
Um, this is true in the literal sense that there will be a day of Tchias Amesim. Um, these are times, La'asid Lava, when Mashiach comes, eventually we're going to be reaching a time of Tchias Amesim, when life will, will come from the dead. Um, the dead will be brought back to life. So that, that is um, the theme of, of the Haftar for Shabbos Chalmoy Pesach. And you can go back into the archives to hear about it more at length and why we argued this was a fundamental theme of Pesach. What does this have to do with anything Pesach related? Um, but apparently this is what we're supposed to reflect upon and reflect on in, uh, in uh, Shabbos Chalmoy Pesach. So somehow there is this more global theme, right? When, we, when we're just talking about Shabbos Chalmoy, all right, well, what is Chalmoid if not a time to take in the messages of the Chag, of the holiday? And what is Shabbos if not a time also? A Shabbos is always a time of reflection. So when we have a standard Shabbos paired with Chalmoid, it's, um, it's a time where maybe we're thinking in terms of Me'en Olam Haba, right? That is what Shabbos is. Shabbos is a time that we're always looking ahead um, as we are living a semblance of that world to come and all of the things that come with that. And... And and again, the connection to Pesach, maybe we'll we'll talk about it lightly, only as so much as that it, it sheds light on our conversation now about the Haftarah for Shabbos Chalmoid Sokis. Um, but um, if, if apparently one of the messages of Pesach is from whatever spiritually low level that we were on as a nation, as a people, when we were in Mitzrayim, the land of necromancy, where they literally tried to connect to and communicate with the dead, we believe in a new life. We believe in revival of the dead. We believe in transcending this world through our ruchnias. And yes, we believe in a time where, no, while the dead are in the ground, there's nothing that we can do to talk to them in that sort of way. We can't communicate with them. But we do believe in living a life that is transcendent, that neshamas will continue to live on. And those are some of the themes that we think about on Pesach time when we try to revive ourselves. Okay, but that's a little bit of, of, of the Haftarah for Shabbos Chalmoid Pesach. Let's bring it back to Shabbos Chalmoid Sukkot now. Because I believe that the focus on L'Asid Lavo is definitely something that is central here. We, in fact, are talking about Gogomagog, the war to end wars, the apocalyptic time when, uh, when just before Mashiach comes, there's going to be this incredible battle. Um, and it's described, of course, um, no pun intended, in biblical proportions. The Haftar tells us, be on that day, um, when Gog comes to the soil of Israel, so does Hashem God say, so at that day my rage and my anger is going to flare, it's going to ascend. And in, 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 in my zealousness, um, so my, the fire, there's going to be a, a blazing fire that's going to pass through. There's going to be a great earthquake. This earthquake was alluded to in the Haftar of Yechezkel, in, in Yezechariah, and it is repeated here in Yechezkel. And it talks about the ramifications, the impact of this earthquake. I'm just going to skip a little bit. V'nishparti ito b'dever uvedam v'geshem shotef avne al-gavish eshel gafris. Am It says, with pestilence and blood and with rain, and a, and, a, and a flow of stones, um, fiery hailstones, and um, or or, or um, fa- falling hailstones, and a fire and um, and sulfur, 
right? Um, so we would, these are references to which we found in Sedom. So I'm terrible, I'm going to make it rain upon them. And then we find the words which are the source for which we say in Kaddish every single day, Vihiskadilti, Vihiskadishti. It says that I'm going to become great and I'm going to be sanctified. Right? And whenever we say that our Kaddish is Kadal Vizkadash, we're hoping for that time where Ba'agalov is Mankarif, where the where the where the end is going to come, where, where Hashem's name is going to be great again, in the sense that all of us will know that Hashem is great. But what is the focus? What is the what, what is the focus when we talk about this battle of Gogu Magog? And again, the Navi just continues some uh, you know on this um, in, in this in this sense, just describing the the incredible things that are going to happen at, at this battle. Again, no mention of Sukkis. So, what would we say is again the relationship between these two Aftaras, and if we can suggest perhaps a contrast, because again, as I alluded to earlier, there are many connections and points of contrast between Pesach and Sukkis. Not only the fact that they are both the only days that have a Cholamoid, which they are. Um, not only the fact that they both are the two main holidays of the Shalosh Regalim that uh, begin on Tesvav at the beginning of the year, Nisan and Tishrei respectively. But also consider the fact, and we've mentioned this in the past, I believe, that Pesach and Sukkot, they both have a, they, they feature um, primarily a mitzvah that um, that creates a certain limitation upon our consumption of bread, all for the purposes of simplicity and spirituality. We have on Pesach the mitzvah that limits our consumption of bread to unleavened bread, to the matzah. The bread that goes through our bodies, it has to be eaten in the form of matzah. And yet on Sukkot we find that our consumption of bread is confined to the four walls, or perhaps the three, or the two and a little bit, of a sukkah. And the sukkah and the matzah, they both represent simplicity, right? We spoke about this already before, the whole difference between schach and gogumago. Gogog says Rav Hirsch is the roof, the gag. And we don't rely on that, we rely on the schach, the protection of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. right? That's the sukkah. Whereas the matzah also represents not relying on the the um, the Gashmias of the world, um, saying no to the Gashmias for a little bit, and then latching onto Ruchnias instead, simplicity, the bare necessities, whatever it is that I need. So in Sukkot, we confine our limit, we limit our eating of bread in the form of the environment, right? With matzah, again, it's the food that goes through our bodies internally, and the Sukkah is more external. This is going to be very, very important for what we're going to talk about soon. Because this, I believe, is not only the difference between Pesach and Sukkot, Pesach being the inside out, the matzah, and Sukkot being the outside in, the, uh, the external, the environment, the sukkah. I believe this is also going to be the difference in focus between the two haftaras. Because, once again, the haftara of dry bones, of Atzama Siveshos, from Yechezkel Perak Zion, that was a haftara about the revival, the restoration of Klal Yisrael. It's about Klai Shal coming back to life. And we come back to life through our Ruchnias, through our saying no to the evil inclination that is inside us. The focus on Pesach is Klai Yisrael. Right? And you could argue that with all the makos that took place in Mitzrayim, um, everyone knowing that Hashem is God, we some uh, you know, we, we find some of the taglines for all the makos that Hashem tells Moshe when he's warning 
um, of the Egyptians that this is going to be that you will know that I am Hashem and so on and so forth. But we know that Hashem reveals to Moshe what was the whole reason for all of the Makos. Or why was Paro's heart hardened this far? And the real point was that you should tell your children and they'll tell their children and their children's children that is the whole basis of Pesach, that we be the, the spectators of the Makos so that we should gain from it and, we, and not just gain from it, but, but, but become revived through it. Because it is on Pesach that we become a nation to Hashem, that we come out of our spiritual rut, that we say no to the Yitzhahara from inside us. We expunge the Yitzhahara from inside us um, we completely obliterate it. That is that is Pesach. So then what is Sukkot? So I believe if Pesach the focus is on Klai Yisrael, I believe that on Sukkot the focus is the Umos HaOlam. And I believe this also particularly because it's a Gemara um, in the name of Rabbi Alexandri, in the Gemara in Brachos, you find where the, the different philos of the different Tanoim, the Namarayim that are discussed on Daf, Tez Zion, and Yud Zion, and Brachos. And there we have the Tefillah of Rabbi Alexandri, who says, Hashem, it is known before you and your Kisei that we really do, in our hearts, we do yearn to serve you properly. We do want to do your Ratzon, but there's only two things that are stopping us. One is the Sa'or Shebe'isa, the yeast in the dough, and the other thing is the Shibud Machios, the subjugation of the surrounding nations of the world. So what do we have? On the one hand, the Sa'or Shebe'isa, the yeast in the dough, which Rashi tells us right then and there, it is the Eighth Sahara. This is the Devar Torah that you hear on Pesach all the time, or just before Pesach, and you think it's a, just a Hasidus, but it in fact is a Gemara, and it is a Rashi, that the Sor Shabbos is a reference to the Eight Sahara, the evil inclination inside of us, which we say no to on Pesach. That's the internal. That is the Satan within us. But what about Sukkot? What about the other thing that's stopping us? The Sheibun Malchus. That is the external Satan. That is what is out in the world, the thing that is stopping us from doing Hashem's Ratzon. And that corresponds to the Sukkah because the sukkah is our protection from the nations of the world. In fact, we have in the Musaf of Sukkot, the Pari HaChag, each which corresponds to the nations of the world. They want us to bring Karbonus on their behalf, and after all, we sang it so many times throughout the Yom Nuraim, that the base of Migdash is a place where theoretically the Goyim can join too. After all, the Goyim who survived Gugu Maguk are going to try to join us with the holiday of Sukkot. But the Pari HaChag represents... The diminishing of the Pariachag represents how the nations of the world will slowly but surely be diminished. They will not be able to destroy us anymore. They will not be able to afflict us anymore because we will be protected from them. And if you don't believe me that this, in fact, is the point of contrast between Pesach and Sukkot and between these two Haftaros, the Tchias on the one hand, La'asid Lavo, and the Gogu Magog on the other hand, La'asid Lavo, if you look very closely at these two Haftaras, once again, go to the Haftarah for Shabbos Cholmoid Pesach, Parak Lamazayim, Pasuk Yud Dalad, 37.14, where Hashem tells us what is the purpose of the Tchias HaMesim, or the Nevoah that Yechezkel sees of Tchias HaMesim, Vidatem Ki Ani Hashem, and you will know that I am Hashem. Okay, why is that so special? Well, maybe in and of itself you wouldn't have thought much of it, We'll look at now at our Haftarah. Parak Lamed Ches in Yechezkel 38, Yechezkel Pasuk Zion 
where the Navi says, Viodu Hagoyim Kiani Hashem. Not that you will know that I am Hashem, but that the nations will know that I am Hashem. Through the battle of Gogamogog, through the uh, the battle and and wonders of biblical proportions, quite literally, through the wonders that Hashem will do against the nations of the world, the nations will know that He is Hashem. Which means that the main spectators, it seems, of Gogumagog, the main spectators of Sukkis, are the Goyim who are on the outside looking in, those from whom Hashem will be protecting us. And of course, Pesach, the Tchias Amesim, the main spectators are Kla Yisrael. We are supposed to see the experience, we are supposed to be revived through the experience. It's an internal salvation, it's an internal redemption, uh, getting rid of the eight Sahara from within. Whereas Sukkis, is taking care of the Shibun Malchus from, from without. That, I believe, is what we find in our very fascinating Haftarah. And in our Haftarah, it closes in a very strange way where the Navi tells us, if it, I don't know if it's comforting or if it's not comforting, but says the Navi that at the very end, The Navi says, I'm going to give Gog a kever in Yisrael. And the Bnei Yisrael, they're going to be burying all of the all, all of the fallen casualties of of Gog and Magog. I'm going to skip a little bit. They're going to bury them. They're going to call the place Gehamon Gog. And the base Israel, the household of Israel is going to be burying them. For seven months, they're going to be purifying the land of the dead of Gog and Magog. And it's going to be, it's going to bring honor. It's going to manifest glory for Hashem when this happens. The Kiddush Hashem that will take place when Kalei Yisrael is burying their enemies. And then finally, in the very last verse, or the, the two last verses, I should say, the people who pass by the land will pass through over raw at some other they're going to see the bone of a person they're going to build a marker near it until the barriers of ultimately bury it and finally and also the city called Hamona they will be buried there and thus they will cleanse the land and that's how the Haftar ends the Haftar ends of Kleinstrel purifying the land of Israel after burying the remains of Gogomagog. It sounds, in a certain sense, a little bit dark, and yet the, the, the Kavod Shemayim, the Kiddush Hashem that it will apparently make when Klai Yisrael um, cleans up the mess of Gogomagog, uh, uh, there's a big difference between the way we um, dispose of you know, our enemies and the way our enemies, Rahman Hatzlan, dispose of us. And the Kiddush Hashem apparently is, um, again, to go back to the point of Hiskadilti Viskadishti, that, that Hashem's name is going to be made great through this. Nations who attacked us, they're going to be punished for it. And there is something very comforting in that, knowing that that everything will work out in the times of Mashiach, whether it's the Tchias Amesim or it's going to be Gogol Mogog. But the point is, these are things that we look forward to. On every Shabbos, we look forward to Me'en Olam Habam, what's going to come with it. On Pesach, we look at one reference point, Tchiyos Amesim, on Sukkot, we're apparently looking at this other um, this other reference point, 
Gogo Magog. So we have the restoration, the revival of the spirit of Israel on the one hand. We have the destruction of the enemies of Israel on the other. Hashem getting rid of the two things, perhaps, that are keeping us from fully doing his Ratzon. The Sor on Pesach, the Shivod Machis on Sukkot. But um, this is uh, apparently something that's well worth reflecting on during these times. And if not this year, then perhaps in another year where we have a Shabbos Chomoid um, Sukkot. But of course, again, we hope that the events that the Navi has been describing in these two Aftars that we reflected on tonight, um, it, um, it, is, um, it is our hope that these will have come to pass already and we will be able to be there to see the incredible Kiddush Hashem. But again, until next time, stay tuned for the Haftaris for Shemini Atzeris and Simchas Torah, respectively. And of course, if you enjoy this share and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner up with us or any of the other things that I mentioned earlier, um, that if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's thedatabase, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Until next time, have a good moed, a moed in la simcha, a wonderful rest of your sukkahs, and thank you for joining us here at the database.